Girl dinner, girl dinner. Hey, Gil. Welcome you, back to Just Like That. Thank you. Have you heard that real? That audio? I have, and I've, I've read the controversies about it. Oh, see, the thing is, I don't know where that soundbite is from. I don't know anything about it. Is it like probably like, you know, eating dis- disordered eating yes. type of stuff? And, and, yeah. And you know what I think people need to do? People need to um, shut the F up about everything online. And guess what? Coming just let things, no, but just let things be things. And it, it's okay. Like I, sometimes I, 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 and we're guilty of this. We yeah. all are. Let's stop overanalyzing things. And I say this before As, we overanalyze this yeah. ridiculous <laughs> Every show. moment of the show, yeah. But no, it's like I was enjoying those little videos too. And then I read a critique of it and it felt like, oh God. I, why, mean, I have to say have without to even everything? knowing any of the context, I did feel like mm, this isn't probably great. But it is kind of funny. Like, I don't know. How many times are you like, you know that feeling where you're like too tired to cook? But you've eaten out too much and like spent too much money eating out that you're like, I can't do it again. And then it just turns into girl dinner, girl dinner, which is like, yeah, I'm going to have popcorn and melt in a sweet potato. I microwaved. Exactly. And I'm going to like melt these semi sweet chocolate chips like onto a rice cake or some shit because I'm like, it's like high people food. It's like. Th- that is dinner. all the plates are a little bit yeah and um i yeah it's interesting when like living with somebody for so long there dakota's rarely we eat, usually eat dinner together but there's yeah. times when we don't and the pressure there's not as much pressure to, to like have a fancy meal yeah, yeah when it's yeah. just you and so i think what this reflects is I just know. if i, I want to eat what i want to eat i don't want to put a ton of effort into yep. it i don't want to get out a pot and i don't want to yeah. do a lot of cleanup yep. but um, Gilly, speaking of dinners, girl dinner. How the heck did they fit a large ass table in Carrie's apartment for sixteen people plus staff? I know. How did Maybe. they get it in that door? And that, yeah, I'm more of just how did how did you get the table through the door? I know someone <laughs> um, someone messaged me that on Instagram and. Um, it was so cute. We've been messaging back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? Adding this to like this just does not make sense. <laughs> this is uh, Pamela um, messaged me. So thank you, Pamela. You always have just like the funniest little <laughs> funniest little takes on the show. And um, she was like, how are we able to fit a damn table for 16 in her place? Like for real. But I think Carrie's apartment, it doesn't look like the same apartment from the original show. I know she remodeled, but it doesn't even look physically not the same at all. space. Not at all. But, you know, that's what it is, right? Like, yeah, I feel like every show, once they get more budget, it starts to look a little bigger, a little better. Um, it absolutely does. Well, so it's, Gilly, yeah. the finale. All the right. finale. We're <laughs> well, here to I talk te- about it. I texted you Thursday night when the episode came out saying I screamed within the first minute. Because I didn't know that we were going to get an on-screen, sorry, on-screen cameo from Miss Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones. Sammy thought, Jones or what was the, the, the Annabelle the British, Bronstein. Right. And that was a throwback to, I think, season five or six when they have that access to like the Soho Club or something. And she uses the fake name at the pool. So I like that they had that SAC, SATC throwback. So I think we should get started and really just talk about this cameo because it was one of the, the short yet uh, interesting plot points of this episode. So oh. What are your initial thoughts on this? <laughs> My initial thoughts is that <laughs> I was just kind of laughing because it was so clear that they like 
not that when they work I mean okay in television or TV or movies whatever I don't think they ever film real phone calls live but it, it could not have looked more disjointed and divorced those two <laughs> actors like you know like they just seemed like they were in separate scenes talking to separate people it just felt like not fluid or natural at all i know and you can just hear sjp being so desperate for kim cattrall to like her hey lady yeah (laughs) and like who's on the other end is it michael patrick king you know just trying to good good carrie I'm, i'm samantha um yeah, clearly this was filmed. They never probably even interacted with each other. No. I read on Reddit, who knows how accurate this is, yeah. that Kim Cattrall got a million dollars for this scene. That's Again, it? Again, That's knows it? how accurate... Oh, that's, that's it? it? Oh, you thought They she wanted her more? back so damn bad, and they have literally Carrie as the messiah all over New York City subways. Yeah, no, they can throw Kim Cattrall a bone after taxes. <sighs> It's going to be like, <laughs> yes, that net or gross. What are we talking about? It's going to be like 500K so, after. Still, still, I wouldn't have gone on. But <laughs> I mean, I won. I didn't realize how much I missed Samantha on the show until she was That's on the screen. She's an integral part of this show. Uh, and she's referenced as this some sort of ghost. Like she's never mm-hmm. mentioned again other than in the first season. She's not mentioned in mm-hmm. season two, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really remember. Maybe anyone else. Maybe there was a call out. So I thought it was interesting that it was like the first part of the episode. Samantha calls. Samantha's trying to make it out to Carrie's dinner party. Then she can't because of something with airlines, which I thought was accurate. Yeah, it's pretty a nightmare right now. Has not post-COVID dealt with something ridiculous at the airport. So I thought it was very Samantha. This was true to Samantha's character that she would show up and be loyal for a friend. And it was also true to, and just like that, they were going to dig up some, you know, joke from like the previous Mm -hmm. series, which is the Annabelle Bronstein when Samantha, you know, found someone's membership card at Dumbo House or or Soho House, whatever the rooftop pool was. Yeah. So I think I it added nothing to the plot. It added nothing yep. to the show. But yep. I think this is what fans wanted. And I really wish Kim Cattrall would come back for season three. There's no possible way that she could. Someone said that there's a show called The Good Wife. I haven't seen it. Uh, but uh-huh. the Julian Margulies and some other character yeah. on the show were best friends throughout the yeah. show they were always in scene in, in, on in, on scene together and then some dispute happened maybe with an awards or money yeah. and then for the last three seasons they were never in the same room Whoa. again <laughs> it was just like but because the actresses couldn't be together so it felt a little bit like that but you know what kim cattrall and samantha start off this episode and she's talking about this dinner party and the dinner party is this central theme of the episode it's where characters are having kind of a um some conclusions in relationships some new yeah. beginnings some revelations yeah and so yeah which so we're going to kind of try and touch on all of the characters and what kind of tying what plot point was either tied up or opened up at this dinner party who do you want to get into first mm, i mean Hmm. Maybe let's start with Miranda and Steve just to kind of get that one out of the way. It was a very nice interaction. We see Miranda visiting Steve in Coney Island and um, she's kind of saying like, I want to reconcile and like be friends and um, giving him credit for moving to Brooklyn. And um, uh, 
you know, he says something along the lines of you're not going to flip it around and go straight again, or, you know, <laughs> about Miranda's sexuality or something. Should... Which rings true for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Miranda? <laughs> Miranda? <laughs> I love that woman on Instagram. I know. That impression of Steve. We'll have so to funny. link her. Um, and then you see Brady like on his bike and he sees his parents just kind of like getting along in the sunset of Coney Island and he's smiling. I thought that was nice. I wish they'd put a helmet on him. I know that's <laughs> so stupid and that, may, yeah. that makes me be a dork, but I don't know. The show talks a lot about, you know, they mentioned plant-based, vegan. I don't know. Put a helmet on the kid, even yeah. if it's dorky. But you're right. This The Steve and yeah. Miranda scene was really powerful. I thought this was uh, a great ending for these characters. I was still holding up out, holding out for some divine intervention that Miranda and Steve would get back together just because I was always always rooting for that couple yeah clearly it doesn't make sense I like that they're gonna hopefully co-parent and be able to be friends yeah I think being friends with an ex is tremendously difficult but when you have a child and a shared life it's pretty imperative that you can try to make it work I've never been in that situation so who knows yeah but we'll see I I hope this isn't the last we see of Steve on and just like that I agree but I guess he wasn't invited to Carrie's party or he didn't go in the end yeah I which because we made a pretty big deal this in the last episode just the absolute shock that Carrie would invite both Che and Steve but I guess Steve wasn't invited. I guess since Aiden wasn't there, he was like, well, I don't know. The thing that Yeah, made, that's true. Yeah. If Aiden's not going, I'm not going. I'm not stepping foot in that part. The first note I have just about Carrie's party is, does no one want to go to Carrie's party? <laughs> Miranda's literally begging Naya to go. You're my wig, that's, man. Please. 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 <laughs> That's so true. And I think what who is it? Harry or Herbert's running late. They're like, yeah. oh God, I've got to leave work. <laughs> like this stupid goodbye party. I've never even set foot in this apartment. I don't even yeah. care about Carrie. Exactly. Well, okay. That's we, so funny. We have to do okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Cold read. <laughs> Gut reaction. What are your thoughts on that Friendsgiving style icebreaker that they did? <laughs> One word, mind cruel. Okay, to, 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 that is you know, for a dinner party of like four or five, maybe of sixteen, that's that's going to dominate quite a bit of airtime in that party to go around. I would not want to be put on the spot because I would be so pissed about my answer. Then I'd want to change it back. Be like, no, 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 no. You would be like LTD, LTW's husband, being like, I, I need a moment. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, the, the 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 a the obsessive student in me would want to have like a great answer. Um, I just love that Carrie went last and went on, you know, uh, had a two minute monologue about it, and then Che called them out, which was great. Um, it's not one word. Okay, what's your okay? If you were at that table, what would your word be? I'm gonna steal what my sister said. She's like, I'm letting go of and just like that. <laughs> Which I'm not because it's season three. You know, of course, we're watching it. But I thought that was funny. Um, I actually was going to ask you that. And I'm trying to. God, Gilly, I wish I wrote it down what the characters answers were and which one I most related to. Mm. What, what would your word be? I think guilt. 
which is the one that like three <sighs> two other characters we had LTW all the woman guilt yeah guilt. <laughs> and then who was the other one who said guilt I think LT- there was a couple of L- them. LTW said guilt someone else said guilt Miranda maybe said guilt yeah I think Miranda said yeah. guilt um Carrie's was expectations um I think someone had like a joking thing um Someone said control. I think that was Anthony, right? Control or whatever. <sighs> Fuck, I, God, why did I write these down? It was so My... on the nose. Like everyone like literally just spat out the word with like whatever conversation they had right before with their <laughs> significant other, you know? <laughs> and I love when Harry was like possessiveness. Charlotte was like, oh, <laughs> he's not being possessive. Like where, when was Harry being possessive? Well, he was when that art the, her boss it's something kasabian whatever oh. he, he, he harry says he's asking some other wife to do my wife to do it and he cares oh, about okay. you it was kind of off brand for harry yeah he's never okay. shown any of that ever in the show yeah. it becomes this a little bit of a domineering <laughs> husband who's controlling charlotte and, and, and we will talk about the charlotte harry plot we points. Will, i think yeah. it was a great thing when charlotte confronts him so my word i mean <laughs> I would say I'm going to try and let go of fear. I have a, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're just like Lisette, right? <laughs> Who says her name as Lisette? I was like, that's not how you say your name, you idiot. <laughs> when when Lisette is going on about Che, how Lisette moved to New York yeah. and started making, with making the butterfly. a butterfly I ring. Like, and I was like, oh, God. OK, Lisette. You know what? You lucky bitch with this apartment. But I, I thought know. Shay and Lisette were going to get it on. I thought that's what I know. Me too. I also thought that, like, <laughs> Lisette just reminds me of Sydney Sweeney, but with a perm. Do you not? Absolutely. Just kind of like talking, like, kind of like this. Like, yes, a little guttural, but you, you're a voice actor, so you're going to know the, the tone. I don't but know. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God, she loved the Lisette bras. Also, Lisette also looks like she's on the verge of tears at any moment, both happy and sad. I don't know if you, but like, she's, she actually, wears her heart on her butterfly <laughs> ring. <laughs> Let the rain fall down. Yeah, exactly. Down. That song should be on. Wait, but, I actually have two things I would like to touch before we me. go more into dynamics. Mm-hmm. One is, did they drop some weird, like, red herring or Easter egg when Lisette's like, there's a weird stain on the ceiling. <laughs> did you get that? And I was, like, hooked on that. I was like, I want to know what that weird stain is. You, well, <laughs> I think you listen to too much tri- true crime podcasts yeah. that you think that there's something. God, I would love it if this show ended up turning into some, like, murder mystery thing. Like, like, they're the like, you know what? Stain? The whole Netflix rom-com isn't going well. We're going to go into murder mystery. Also, I, I can't help but think that Lisette totally got <laughs> stiffed from Carrie. Like... <laughs> Like, Kara's saying how Lisette now has, like, an easy-bake-style oven because she's taking over Carrie's apartment. And Carrie's like, well, like, she should, like, basically fucking deal because I gave her such a deal on the apartment. I was like, but, I was like, you don't even, like, own napkins. Like, you have no idea. Like, I bet I the deal was, like, $3,500 or something a month. Oh, well, I'm curious. Well, I know that she sold Lisette the apartment, so oh. she's not renting it to her. She sold it to her. She, oh, she sold, sold it, it under oh. market value because, and that's why um, Seema is so upset as a real oh, estate boo, agent boo, who probably boo. brokered the deal. Tough shit. I'm sorry. It's still probably like a 1.5 million dollar studio. I love how Carrie's like, I wanted it to go to a single woman, not like some like 
poor family in the housing <laughs> crisis. <laughs> I wanted to go to this bougie jewelry designer, a single woman. It's like, I think she, she's going to be okay. She can have a roommate. You know, what about the family struggling? But, you yeah. know, we can't talk about real estate on the show because I could talk about it forever. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got, okay, the Che and Miranda confrontation at the apartment. One, first thought. I liked that Che apologized. I do believe. Yeah, that but they completely took it back. Well, when they said, I'm sorry, like kind of, but it was still funny. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? I thought we just decided that you were a monster to Miranda. And Miranda's like, those jokes weren't funny. And they were like, well, actually they were. <laughs> oh my God. You're not, you're not a comedian, Miranda. You're just not. It's I, like you're double, Che was doubling down on, I was like, what? Oh, okay. I guess this is improvement. I, I know. So clearly Miranda and Che are not getting back together. I, I think we can clearly say that they just, they both admitted this was not the right relationship. We see them go off in different directions at the end. Yeah. Che is hooking up with, I'm forgetting that character's name, but whatever. Are they even a character? They were in like 2.5 seconds of the previous episode. They were in two episodes. The vet, when they meet them at the vet, when they go to the comedy thing. So that's actually three episodes. So kind of interesting. I know, too many side characters. Yeah, come on. They like had no side characters before. (laughs) So then we have Miranda at the end. She leaves the dinner party. She has a call from her boss that she has to go to the BBC and talk. Again, Miranda's career trajectory, the, the... the, the interning, yeah. her then financial situation of needing to buy a mattress at a used store. Again, nothing is really making sense with Miranda. Nothing is working. I do think that this, I like that she was having, like, finally we're getting a win. Mm-hmm. That she's killing it on this interview. Mm-hmm. She then has kind of a flirty, potentially flirty scene with her um, co-worker or the colleague mm-hmm. at the end. My, my sister had a bunch of takes on why the Miranda situation is very disappointing. Do you want to hear it? Let's go for it. Let's get in there, girl. So Miranda, this has been hard to articulate Mm. within and just like that because Mm -hmm. it's difficult to separate Miranda as a character and Cynthia Nixon as the person playing Miranda because Miranda is now more Cynthia Nixon than Mm -hmm. Miranda. And it's one of the critiques of this show is that the characters, you can see the actress more than the character. So because these you know, actresses are more personalities and they have a yeah. pub- public persona. Regardless, yeah. Miranda in the Sex and the City series played a type of, kind of like an atypical straight woman yeah. who she wasn't that, she wasn't really feminine. She had a shorter haircut. She put career first. She was making more money than her partner. She didn't have to be super hyper feminine in order to be loved and be seen as sexy be seen as desirable and yeah. i think a lot of women connected with that with miranda yeah in which they maybe didn't think i'm not i don't really see myself as carrie kind of you know drooling over some guy who's not right for me i yeah. didn't see myself as hyper feminine as charlotte traditional yeah. which again all these things are fine yeah so they, maybe some people saw themselves in miranda as this kind of different representation mm. of what it meant to be a woman mm-hmm. and also be straight and not yeah. be seen as like you're butch you know yeah. you're gay you've got short hair and you make more money than a man yeah and it feels like the show is trying to be kind of revisionist yeah and you know why you know it, it felt like women who are existing out of a traditional feminine structure are kind of penalized a little bit. Like Samantha loses all this money and is alone living in London and kind of outed from her friend group. You get Miranda who, you know, existed out of this feminine structure who's now 
divorced and you know couch surfing and it feels like charlotte and carrie are really the only ones who are without yeah does does this make sense i don't know i know maybe my sister could articulate it i i no i know exactly what you're saying is like like i guess like maybe the self-made women are kind of getting the shit end of the stick whereas the ones who are like maybe you know in tandem with a wealthy man are not yeah, um, a little bit. I, I think the show, for as progressive of, of the values and, I, and ideologies that they're trying to portray or or, or demonstrate, it, it, it's resting on a very traditional framework that a woman needs a wealthy man to be successful or to I don't, be rewarded. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think the show has thought twice about that, though. I and, think that. Well, yeah. I think that they, when they wrote this, just thought it was the natural progression for the characters that Carrie's kind of like off the hook no consequences everything kind of works out and charlotte i mean charlotte has a struggle for sure i mean we saw Mm -hmm. in this episode which we can go into which i i i do like in the same way with the barbie movie which i did love i don't love watching like these kind of sermons that characters give about like identity politics like maybe that's Mm -hmm. like really brutal of me to say but like I just feel like um I don't like when I'm being like talked at or like educated about politics like via entertainment because at the end of the day it's like a trash show you know it's like so you feel anything that has some sort of like the the virtue signaling didactic that it's yeah yeah like they're trying to educate and I mean but at the same time it was very valid that Charlotte was telling Harry like yeah actually like stop complaining about having to like wake up the kids and get them to school make sure they're fed because uh that's just tip of the iceberg and I have to do a ton of stuff but you know you know like as a woman and that's this kind of unspoken expectation of women to do these things I completely agree but sometimes I feel like it can get a little bit too like after school special yeah yeah just too educational like i don't know like it doesn't feel seventh heaven and we're not like (laughs) right right no it just if it doesn't feel organic is what it is right like who actually speaks like this yeah so yeah kind of yeah uh like millennials speak like this (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so talking about the charlotte harry scene i personally liked this this scene again i'm not a mother i don't have children i haven't entered into that dynamic in which there's a power imbalance Mm. and power imbalance over taking care of children and i'm sure there are so many women and mothers and wives who who watched this or parents who watched this and really felt like this was a realistic portrayal of of of, of caretaking about kids yeah. and have you seen those videos on instagram where it's a street style interviewer who's interviewing dads about their kids and they ask what's your kid's school What's your the what are the what's your child's pediatrician's name? What's your kid's birthday? Mm. And the dads can't answer it. And it's supposed to be this like funny video where people are laughing. Mm. And it's actually and then they interview the mom and the mom knows everything. Yeah. So I think what Charlotte is touching on is this thing that we all know that there's the imbalance emotional physical labor that women and mothers take on and men are seen as helpers or assistants but not actually equal co-parents i think this dynamic is changing probably a lot in modern relationships oh yeah like the division of labor labor being so imbalanced in the that household. I don't see as much anymore in relationships. No, I don't. I don't. I think in the show, that's what Charlotte was trying to basically explain, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and exactly. 
Yeah, and like I, I personally don't want to like enter any like serious relationship anytime soon unless I see like a fair division of like labor in the home or in domestic setting or whatever. But I think in a lot of um, couples that I know now, like it's yeah, it's a lot more like Scandinavian in a way. You see, <laughs> you see like men feeding the kid. I don't know doing the things yeah that, yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to raise a baby but I know we don't we yeah. don't have we don't have children has one reviewer but, out <laughs> but of course so that's, and that's fine so I don't have the perspective of a mother so please any moms who watch this um tell let me know what you thought what did you think about Charlotte's <clears> speech <throat> did it feel realistic did it feel cathartic um please let us know we're so curious I know that in even childless relationships feeling power imbalances at home are super common for both sides um who's putting more effort who's doing more work who's doing the cleaning so i yeah i liked this scene i thought it was well written um i'm kind of surprised that we sorry to jump no speaking of their kids why didn't we see a little kind of conclusion with lily and brady Hmm. good point like we never really got closure on not closure, but like I wanted to know more about yeah how I like are, that, are they still seeing each other like I don't know and the and I because I guess Charlotte and Miranda ended that scene or that that episode mm-hmm. saying Charlotte saying you know what? I don't want to know I I turned out fine I had lots of sex my mom didn't know yeah. about I'm not gonna know about it and Miranda's like okay that like that's fair so maybe because the show centers so much around like we never see Lily and Brady without the other characters. Yeah. So maybe because the characters have decided we don't care about it, then the show is saying that's going to exist in the background now without us knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. Then again, I'd like to know, and I'd like to know, are they still hooking up? Is he going to college? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, time will tell in season three. Yeah. So, okay. Gilly. Carrie and Aiden. Carrie and Aiden. (laughs) I mean, this has been the driving force of this this show, since whatever he came on. I mean, this is, I think yeah. a lot of people said this is where the show, they got excited to watch it again. Yes. have this will they, won't they. Yes. Carrie and Aiden started off hot in this series, in yeah. season two. Yeah, of and just like I think that, we yeah. all knew they were flying a little too close to the sun. Yeah. And there was no way we were going to get a perfectly tied happy ending. Yeah. Um, and especially when they announced season three, there's no way these two were going to end up perfectly together. Yeah. What... One, do you want to just kind of tell the listeners, for those who aren't watching, what exactly happens between sure. Carrie and Aiden in this episode? Basically, what happens is Aiden catches the tail end of Carrie's dinner party. By the way, I love her. I loved her checkered dress with like the black. Very tools. fun. Oh, it was a little it. Beetlejuice and I liked it. I loved it. I kind of loved way. it. Yeah. So he comes up the stairs and he doesn't have bags with him and Carrie asks if he wants a drink and he's like, I'll take a beer. And she's like, oh, we have everything but beer. And he's like, I'm fine. But like Two. you, you should have a drink, which is we all. It's felt the equivalent that. Of, of someone texting like, "Hey, call me. We need to talk." You're like, "Oh," and he basically was saying, "Sit down, sit down." And she's like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." Um, basically, Aiden is. Was it a breakup? Would you describe that as a breakup? He, he's explaining that Wyatt, his son, who had gotten into this car accident. 
he quote had psilocybin in his system where do you even find shrooms and <laughs> i was like oh boy <laughs> why even drop that. psilocybin if you don't even know where you can put like if you're if you're yeah. dropping psilocybin you know where to find shrooms <laughs> but um yeah i you know he was in a car crash and uh you know, he's trying to explain to Carrie that, like, the farm where Aiden lives is his home. His wife, Kathy, travels a lot for work, uh, goes to China, I guess, for the textile industry that she's in. And um, and he's their stable, constant presence. Yes. Now, he basically says to Carrie, I, I don't know, I, I don't quite understand this Aiden's problem solving in the situation, but he's basically saying, I need to be in Virginia with the kids. Okay, Carrie's like, fine, I'll go down there. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, 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 like, you can't come, <laughs> but like, I'm keeping you on the hook for five years. And she's like, well, that sounds like six years. She's she's like, well, he's like, technically his birthday's like tomorrow. So it's like five and some change. I was like, why are we like belaboring over like <laughs> the years? But when this kid's gonna turn 20. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, why not 21 when he can legally drink? It was just so odd that they chose 20. Or 18 when he's an adult. Like, I don't know. And it's so funny because um, Katie, one of our friends of the pod, uh, texted me saying like, what the fuck? That was such a weird proposition from Aiden. Carrie, Carrie can't even come to Virginia. Five years is a long ass time for them. They're gonna be in the old folks' home by then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and well, I mean, really, if you look at it, Carrie is, and and also fifty six is by no means old. But that's not. No one's gonna say that someone is super young. I think those years matter, and. Carrie also experienced how life can change in an instant. Your person can die. So five years, I mean, like he was acting as if, you know, that scene when he first comes on, he's got that coat and he looks like he's like a colonial, you know, whatever, yeah. re Revolutionary War soldier. He yeah. was like, I'll be going to war. Like, wait for me, my love. It was just very yeah. strange that he yeah. would even say five years. And in such an interconnected world with people who have such wealth. I know. the It's an hour flight, you know? And, and so. yeah. I mean, is this a situation that revenge is a dish best served cold? That he had kind of is doing this to have some power and control back? It felt that way because at one point she says, oh, my God, we're back there again. And, like, I feel like one of them had uttered that sentence in the series when... Um, he, Aiden says it to her, I can't believe we're back here, you know? Yeah, when, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. So they're kind of just, like, regurgitating a lot of these things, but... And really painting it as this kind of ultimate true love that will, you know, it's going to be so hard to attain. I don't, like when Carrie said like, why the fuck can I not just come down to Virginia? <laughs> It'd be too hard. It's too hard for me to concentrate on the children with you there. He's like, you are just so distracting, Carrie. <laughs> I just can't focus on anything except you. I mean, kind of. He said, no, I'd only be thinking of you. I mean, yeah. Like, the, that's the your own problem, buddy. Like, the, the figure it out. Of, of him refusing to enter the apartment at, at, at all during the season. Yeah. And then to enter it to proceed to not show up to her party. Yeah. To break up with her in this said apartment. And hop back and on the plane. Up, 
And then they go back to the nice expensive apartment that she bought for him and his children. Stupidly, yes, but she did it. She sold the apart- her beloved apartment of many decades. She's now alone in this four-bedroom apartment. He's leaving. And it doesn't even bring a goddamn bag. Also, yeah. the male privilege to not bring yeah. a bag on a flight know, to need nothing. I know. I know. And then she's like, this, us, and this was not a mistake. Think again, Carrie. Big mistake. <laughs> what What are you going to do in this apartment? You and your, your kitten. Like, just well, big, the, big mistake. Huge. The kitten has clearly hit kicked the curb because she's <laughs> off in Greece. Who the fuck is watching the kitten? I know, maybe Lisette, but also my sister was funny. She said, she was texting me during it. She said, what grown woman <laughs> brings a kitten to a dinner party to announce that it's going to bed? <laughs> I mean, then again, whenever I have... Um, Cece, who I call Magoo Goobers. We, we love Gooby. I mean, I, I make people say goodbye to her. I, I do treat her like a child. So treating a pet like a child, not criticizing that. But the idea that a kitten would have a bedtime and at a dinner party, you tell people just, it, it made me laugh. I thought yeah. this is It was this also like, silly. did I miss something? When did Carrie become a cat person? I don't think Carrie was ever a pet person. But did we know in the episode before that she was planning on getting an animal? Like, so this is the cat, the the kitten that that somebody dropped off in a box, and Shay took them home, and Shay surprised oh, right. I'm Carrie. Not, like, paying which attention at I mean, <laughs> maybe Shay Tracker. Who the hell drops off a kitten in your house and is like, you want it? <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay, right. I forgot about that. Sure. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, fine we're happy for the kitten that they got a nice home so we're happy for my question is if you were carrie and aiden were your was your great love would you wait five years again if i was 18 but 56 i don't know maybe t- i don't gilly and is carrie allowed to go down there once a year like i what it, like i need to He's know like, no <laughs> yeah, yeah i need to know like what the protocol is like well and i kind of like that a bunch of people messaged and said are they still together <laughs> that's what? what i was wondering this was the most ambiguous breakup also we need we we would be remiss to talk about the insanely graphic for Sarah Jessica Parker sex scene with Aiden oh, that happens yeah. post-conversation. Well, this is probably the most side boob and body that we've seen from Carrie in the entire series. In the entire series. Well, I was going to say, I would love to touch the closi- closing scene that apparently your dad walked in on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> first off, the, the show ends with how this season begins, with sex. Lots so, of sex. And in, I, I know season one was criticized for having like very little sex. There was a ton of sex and kind of funny sex in this season. And season two, episode one, opened with all the characters having sex. And it ends that way. So I think that's, sure, that's some fun writing. But of course, in, I, for people who I was visiting my parents in Michigan and I was watching the finale, the TV's like where the kitchen is. My mom's making noise. I'm like, shush, 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 shush. And then, of course, like my dad sits down to watch it right when all the sex is happening. So Anthony's getting railed from behind, like Seema's having sex. It was just so, my dad's just sitting like, hmm, like, God damn it. And I'm 33, but for some reason, watching sex scenes with my parents, oh, yeah. it still makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was it was pretty funny. He had some really interesting notes. Um, oh, yeah. He also said he he made some comment. My dad's a doctor. And he made some comment like a kid with a behavioral disorder. Good luck. He doesn't end at 20. <laughs> so, something like that. I was like, dad, not part of the plot. But kind of saying like, oh, the fun has just begun when he turns 20. But so 
I, I, I don't know, Gilly. I thought, I felt there were some people who loved the season finale. It made them super happy. I thought there were some great endings to it. I liked the scene between LTW and her husband. You know, she, they've she's miscarried. The, she has a miscarriage. Yeah. There, she's sad about it. The mixed feelings about it. Probably some relief, some sadness. Did she cause this? That was probably realistic. Um, and then we have Seema and Ravi have yeah. kind of an that didn't make sense. He like had to go to Egypt immediately, but then he went back to the dinner party. Then they had sex. That felt like that was a lot. I don't really but understand. It didn't. It was one of those it just, and just like that. Yeah. And then we end up that Carrie and Seema are two kind of single, but kind of not. They're in situationships. And on now the beach they're in back Greece. on the beach. Let that was and the Carrie, initial plan, but not in the and Hamptons. I also love how in this episode you have two characters who attempt to speak a language to somebody. So you have Steve who's speaking Spanish. The guy oh, who's yeah. like in English, please. <laughs> and then you have Carrie somehow knows Greek. Yeah, crazy. And it's. I mean, I, I guess I maybe on the flight over she learned it. I doubt it, but fine. Um, and so Carrie, the, this, the episode ends with Carrie and Seema on the beach, chatting it up, wondering about their fate. And so it was both optimistic and it I don't was, know. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really I, understand. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so it was summertime then? that they were like because remember they canceled their Hamptons timeshare and so now they're going to be in Greece I mean it sounds fun but the episode ends with and just like that I ordered two more cosmopolitans like I I didn't know how to feel like what do we see for season three because we just found out it was renewed right yes what do we see for season three I mean I think again the eight and five year thing seems less plot driven and more the necessity for um like this doesn't make sense for Carrie and Aiden but it makes sense for writing for season three that maybe Carrie's gonna date um maybe I really don't even know. I don't know why they did this. It was so it was so silly. So I think they will have Carrie date again. And but the thing is, like, I I don't believe this kind of bullshit where they're like, oh, it's being renewed for season three. I'm pretty sure they they must have signed on because just the structure, the arc of each season is like dependent on there being like a preceding season. You know, story-wise. Yes. Like, they're all left on kind of, like, not in a resolved place that you'd ever want to end, like, a beloved Sex in the series, Sex in the City series. I I don't fully know. This isn't written like The Sopranos that was yeah. written with, so beautifully written. Like, the, the yeah. writing is not at that level here. Yeah, so yeah. we don't fully know the intentions. I assumed when I when I saw The Last Supper Part 2 that this was done. And because this la- The Last Supper... It could have. They could have filmed like two things: Aiden kind of ending things with her, or Aiden throwing rocks on the window and being like, "It's your carry." And he steps into the apartment. They kiss. They make yeah. out. He's like, "I love you. We're gonna make this work." I think if it had be the end of season two, this episode could have been a perfect tie-up, tying yeah. these character stories. Oh yeah, I think if they just slightly tweaked the Aiden carry dynamic, which is like he's gonna live down in Virginia, and that. Carrie's allowed to go visit and that we know that like they're going to make it work that could have been like a really solid way to just end it like they're going to make it work it's not going to be easy but we know that they're together but instead it's like 
Yeah, people are like, sorry, are they together? (laughs) (laughs) I know, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, I I love how we knew Wyatt was going to be a thorn in the shoe. Just a pebble in the shoe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wyatt is so complicated. So who knows what they'll do for season three? I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I hope we'll see a lot more art that Charlotte is trying to sell. I hope that we see a new interesting romance for Miranda. I hope we don't see Che at all because I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other characters, sure. Like, it could be nice to have their little plot points. Loved Naya's sexy little tryst with Toussaint. Yeah, I that Naya could be cool. was being incredibly inappropriate at the yeah. dinner scene. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought yeah. it was a, there was a little too much sexual Loaded with overture <laughs> for, for the Michelin thing. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Seema, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I care about those characters. I don't but care I, about I like Seema. them. They've yeah. gotten better. They're better than season one. Yeah. And I, most articles that I read about season two were people like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that bad. And I kind of liked it. And I, I think mean, that's they did, how I feel about it. They did dangle that Carrie Aiden carrot and it worked. And I think it, I think it did make people feel like a little nostalgic again. Like them going through the motions of being together, you know, um, and going th- to things together. And I, I think know. I think that's maybe I think honestly, like John, you know what? Hats off to John Corbett. Like he's back and he he I feel like he was kind of carrying the show. I, I don't <laughs> one of our listeners was like <laughs> Erica was saying wait what did she say it was so funny she was just basically saying it was hard to watch him in the crying scene (laughs) well someone someone messaged us and said like looking at Aiden's faces it was reminiscent of Joey on Friends describing smell the fart acting (laughs) and it's a really funny gif and I would maybe I'll put this on Instagram and it's this when you don't know how what to say in a line or in a scene you just kind of have these pretty absurd facial expressions um you know it was definitely an emotional scene but john corbett's range i think is limited as an actor and that's okay i don't think he's really working on his craft a lot um you know (laughs) and that's okay again it's okay he seems to be living a great life and i don't think he cares as much I, i we we were in the movies the other day i saw barbie again to see it with my mom and the trailer for My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 came yeah. up. And I'm like, John Corbett came on and I'm like clapping. I'm so excited for him. And again, like he, his range is limited and that's okay. He's a sweet, people call him a golden retriever. <laughs> just like a sweet yeah. golden retriever. <laughs> he's there. He's happy. He's just falling for Carrie and making jokes, <laughs> crying. And it's just, I don't know. He's. Hey, uh, Pop-Tart. Well, on, hey, that, Pop-Tart. on that note, should we do some quick fashion and then our rating? Okay. Um what the fat the, the biggest standout fashion moment was obviously Carrie's dress. I'm going to yeah. put this on Insta if that was a hit or a miss. I can see some people not liking it. I can see I can see it being polarizing, yes. Um I thought Sarah Jessica Parker looked fabulous throughout Amazing. this entire season. Her hair, god, I want god, that, that hair. hair it's looked so incredible. Thick and the highlight. God, I, <sighs> how, how much do you think she pays for those highlights? And do you think she has extensions? I think she does. At least at least a thousand, I would imagine. Like it's <laughs> it's like really perfect hair. Yeah, yes. it's oh my god. Um, so, okay, so that's the fashion that stood out to me and I have a couple call-outs. Tell me some call-outs. I actually loved in the beginning Carrie's red sequined Fendi bag with her like buffalo check um, 
sir, skirt. She had this like buffalo chick skirt that I liked. Yeah. That and was then fun. I liked Samantha Jones's like fat, chunky silver bracelet and her like lime green clutch. And she had like a metallic. It was very Samantha Jones. Yeah, I liked it. I thought she looked great. Her, yes, she. It didn't seem like a costume. It seemed that's exactly what Samantha Jones would wear. And um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, the last kind of point about about Samantha Jones. And I was reading this on Reddit, where you know it said Samantha Jones got a million dollars for it, and then someone commented. I'm worth a million from Charlotte. You know, Charlotte says that. Can you find that meme? That is so funny. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, for those of you who don't follow it, the Just Like That uh, Reddit is so good. I... People are so smart online and so witty, and I'm I'm always a longtime lurker. I've never a poster, but if anyone likes some really good conversation about Sex in the City and just like that, follow that Reddit. It's really funny. People are great on it. Um, what are you? What are we rating this this episode? So, out of frustration from Aiden, I gave it a two. Whoa, Gilly! I was not. I was really not expecting you to say that. I know. I'm giving a four. Oh, I gave it a three and a half. I decided that I needed to bump it up to three and a half. Okay. Because yeah. I, th- I okay. think that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <sorry. laughs> I just, <laughs> I just feel like I, um, I don't even. It's like the thing. I don't even know if we were left on a cliffhanger. I'm just confused. Like they yeah, made what, sweet love together with each other, Carrie and Aiden. I'm like, I guess they're. This wasn't a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> This apartment, don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the hole financially. Um, I'm going to have to take on some roommates, like, but it wasn't a mistake. It's not a, it doesn't mean it's a mistake. I just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, Miranda may have to move in, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> okay. That okay, okay. That would be that. a dope season three. Is if Miranda moved out of the twin bed and into Carrie's. Like, okay, my my preemptive Carrie tracker is that Carrie's not even going to suggest that Miranda move <laughs> into that apartment. And and maybe and and also maybe she's. Do you think Miranda would want to live with Carrie? I think they. Oh, have, good point. That would be the friendship is over. Like I, Miranda and Carrie are already on thin ice in yeah, this yeah, season because yeah, yeah. Carrie's so terrible to Miranda, yeah. and then. You know, now Miranda's going to move into her expensive apartment. Like, Miranda, Carrie wouldn't even host people there because of the white plastered walls. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I see this going so terribly for them. It could be good good TV, though. I think you should ask the polls um, if Carrie gets a roommate and, like, list which characters. Che? <laughs> Miranda. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. <laughs> yeah, who would be the best roommate for Carrie to have? Um yeah, I got Steve. Steve. No, I'm yeah, Steve. Steve. Yeah, <laughs> Scary. Of Steve and Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> well, on that note, oh, folks. On that, on that note, um, thank you guys so much for following along with us for season two of and just like that. We had so much fun recording each week and so much these engagement episodes. with you guys. There was so much engagement online. So everyone who. Um, um, like DM'd us and, and said something like super nice. Like all those reviews make our day. The bad ones don't. They actually really hurt, but that's fine. <laughs> we live in, you know, I, I'm a supporter of free speech, so you can say whatever you want. But, you know, the nice reviews. <laughs> and speak, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut out your free speech comment right there. I can't. No. Censorship. No. Oh, don't, don't censor me, lady. But no, but thank you so much for DMing us and messaging yes. us. Yes. And- 
letting us know what you think and um please keep following along with us we still haven't started season five yet i'm really yeah. excited to go back to season Me five too. and six it's, it's always funny to rewatch with the knowledge we have now oh. it feels like different multiverses I know. but I know. um it stick does. along with us back in september where we're going to take a little bit of time off and then yeah. we'll get back to recording um season five and re-watching it and re-watch along with us it's a really that's when the series we always say that's when the series gets good it's but so good it's gonna get so good yes yeah so um yeah so thanks everybody and, and um just like that see you next time our little fire little mirandas bye our little friendsgiving icebreakers <laughs> <laughs> bye